you know this is a this is a business that some people really take serious i for me it was just i was just a side investor on it right so it's like I, I wasn't into it i didn't know what what was being sold and so forth the account got shut down then we set up another account then another account what happened in that period and that was what i didn't know that when we were setting up the new account of course we were requesting that with a new company name and new everything else so you can imagine that the money went from that to the other company and suddenly i didn't have the logins anymore Hello, fellow risk takers, and welcome to my worst investment ever. Stories of loss to keep you winning. In our community, we know that to win in investing, you must take risk, but to win big, you've got to reduce it. This episode is sponsored by ASTOTS Academy, which offers online courses that help investors, aspiring professionals, business leaders, and even beginners to improve the finances of their lives and their businesses. Go to myworstinvestmentever.com right now to claim your discount on the course. It excites you the most. Fellow risk takers, this is your worst podcast host, Andrew Stotts, and I'm here with featured guest, Rune Sovendal. Rune, are you ready to rock? Yeah, I'm ready to rock. <laughs> it's really nice to be here, Andrew, and, and, and it's such a, such a big topic because it's not something that's taught in school. Exactly, and that's what makes it exciting. Let me introduce you to the audience. So Rune is the co-founder of Fantastic services, an international brand with 10 plus years of experience that combines technological innovations with bespoke customer care to deliver services for the home, office, and garden. Rune is Danish, but moved to London 20 years ago to study for a BA in business information system design at South Bank University. Following completion of his degree, he was accepted into the graduate program with British Telecom. In 2003, he also established the European Young Professionals Committee in London and was involved in its website creation, as well as in the recruitment of more than 200 new members. Most recently, he has worked for lastminute.com as head of SEO. Rune, take a minute and fill any further tidbits about your life. My, my, my life has always been an, an entrepreneurial life. Yes, there's a couple of corporate jobs in there and there's a couple of blue chip companies. I say what, what the business I'm in now is about matching people with their gardeners and their cleaners. It's like an Uber for services. Fantastic services is global now. We're opening in more countries and opening more franchises. As a person, which is what we're going to be discussing today, I think, because we're going to talk about what you do on the journey upwards. I mean, I can tell one little amazing thing about Fantastic Services is that we bootstrapped the company with about £3,000 in cash each when we started. And we do more than 40 million in turnover now. 10 years later, it's actually 12 years, but still, it's, it's, it's amazing. It's a detriment to, to some of the things. And I think that what I wanted to share today is quite an interesting, quite an interesting story because it's about it's about trust yep. and it's about belief. Okay, fantastic. And I mean, bootstrapping is such an underrated thing these days. Everybody thinks they got to raise capital and all that, but I think most people never realize beginners, particularly, never realize all the pressures and obligations that that brings. And if you can bootstrap, the other thing means you're getting to profit as fast as possible. No choice. <laughs> so I'd, lo I'd love to learn more. So let's get into it. Well, now it's time to share your worst investment ever. And since no one ever goes into their worst investment thinking it will be, tell us a bit about the circumstances leading up to it and then tell us your story. So the circumstances was, you know, like obviously we had made, we, we actually within the first 12 months of, of fantastic services started making profit. So we started putting a little bit of money aside. 
and every year we put a little bit more money aside. You know, we we had a very good rule about investing 80% of the profits back into the business because it's something that I think drives a business growth. Because it's it's very easy for ourselves to go into a to a level of saying, well, you become complacent, right? You don't create a, a multi-million pound brand overnight by not investing in it, right? And, and and we knew that we didn't necessarily have to do more than living of it, right? So we were scraping through making very little salaries and so forth. And, you know, we actually lived in a shared apartment the first three years. You know, we were sitting on the sofa. This is how you do it, bootstrap, right? You know, everything was done, you know, like bootstrapping, bootstrapping, everything else. So it's, 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 a, it's for a whole other story. And you can follow that on my other, on my other podcast. And you can follow that on my LinkedIn. But the situation was this, that so over a couple of years, I had, I'd, I'd amassed some money, not particularly a lot of money, but... I knew that, you know, we were banking so much on Fantastic. So, you know, I, and before that, I dabbled in, in, in property. I dabbled in a lot of other investments. I tried, you know, this is my 12th startup, you know, and most successful to date. But I wanted to disinvest. I wanted to say, like, let's put a little bit of money in it. I came across this thing. And I think a lot of people look at this stuff here because I always look at what are the, so not get rich quick, but what are the passive income? businesses so i was looking at, at this stuff was, was it property property was something that i was already in so it wasn't really the case then i came across this fulfillment by amazon or amazon reselling which in theory i think a lot of people are moving on to this and there's a couple of caveats with it and actually it's not a bad business i don't think it's a business and i think i'll explain that when we go through it but it's i don't think it's a business and i think the lesson is about that it's not a business it's a it's a temporary thing. I also know of, of a lot of people who's done the investment and sold hand sanitizers and actually bought the stock and have to buy them back. It, it, it's, it's, I know a lot of people in that business and I, I call them traders. It's the same as day trading. So I got into this and I, I, I had a friend who I'd worked with for a couple of years and a lot of other things, running a little bit of an agency for me, had a couple of employees that was running some of the services we do for whether it was SEO and so forth. And we said, okay, well, let's train these people up and, and then do this Amazon optimization, do this growth in it. And we started with, I, I put a little bit of money in cash because the, the business needs cash. It's, it's the same as investments. You need cash, you put money into it. And I was like, okay, well, let's do this the proper way. I said, okay, let's sign a contract and set up a company. You know, you know, it's like before that there was a couple of other investments where it was like, okay, we'll lend you some money. Those are smaller ones and they just disappear. Right. So mm -hmm. I always recommend getting your papers in order, but this was actually on the paper. Everything was okay. What happened was that we put more money into it and we could see that there was a return. So now as you might understand, it's like I'm I'm busy and I'm running another company that's doing successfully well and, and, and is growing and so forth. I have two other companies that I own that are all profitable and all generating income. And so like, well, this one here is like, first, it was like a little bit of a help, but it also turned out that when you're thinking about cash, right? So it's like I was generating cash. It was coming into the bank account. And I was like, okay, well, let's transfer it over there because the percentage was between 10 and 10 and 14% return which is not bad on cash. And that's within a quarter, right? So you're looking at that over a year combined, you know, that should, in theory, you know, like, wow, I'm, I'm amassing wealth here. I'm like, you know, where, can, where else can you get that return? And, you know, when things sound too good, they might be too good. So what happened was that that grew into a bigger thing. And I, I was constantly checking the account and everything was looking great and so forth. Then, you know, and everybody who's done this Amazon knows that once in a while Amazon blocks the account, they're doing something wrong, they're either selling too much or the customer service is not good enough and blah, 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 right? 
you know this is a this is a business that some people really take serious i for me it was just i was just a side investor on it right so it's like I, I wasn't into it i didn't know what what was being sold and so forth the account got shut down then we set up another account then another account what happened in that period and that was what i didn't know that when we were setting up the new account of course we were recognizing that with a new company name and new everything else so you can imagine that the money went from that to the other company and suddenly i didn't have the logins anymore now we had all these guys working in there right you know this is this is where i'm saying like like it was a business it was set up as a business and things were set up correctly but during that process of you know you're in something that's i would say gray right you're in something that's great. You're reselling products on, on Amazon. You're doing this stuff. It's, it's, it's a profit margin. You get something out of the shipment and so forth. When those changes happened, what happened over time was that suddenly my login access was not the same. And I was like, okay, well, I got the spreadsheet. It was working, right? So I wasn't looking. So what happened was that that money over time started not going into the Amazon account anymore when it came back. It was transferred to another account, which wasn't the bank account. And that was transferred to another account. And suddenly there was no more money in the Amazon account. And I was told it was shut down. And I was like, this is strange, right? Tried to log in, said shut down. The money was gone. They had been siphoned out of it. And this was with someone I, I trusted a lot. This was a, a friend of mine, you know, who, who was running this stuff. And because the return was so good, but some, what happened was that he had apparently done a deal on something else. Outside of this, he'd done a deal and was trying to buy something in order to generate even more profits on it. And he had taken the money mm. out in cash and disappeared. And, wow. you know, answered the phone calls a couple of times. Then, you know, things got serious. He got the bailiffs over, went over, repossessed his car, certain things when this stuff here. So this was like, and personally, what happened was that, you know, I had a baby coming. I had a marriage coming. I had a, I had a was was trying to do these things, and not only that, you know, we had a year where we were investing more than eighty percent back in the business. So I was a little bit strapped for cash. Let's put it this way. Yeah, it was hard, and it it was it was personally it was very very demotivating because remember, this was twelve years of cash, right? That had been put aside. That was generated. That was profit. That was earnings. That was like okay, I can either put it into property. I can put it into this instead of this. Okay, I'm waiting for this then this seemed like a safe way. And I said, like, there's a lot of good things you can do on it. I said, like, you know, there's a million things I learned from this. Mm. Right? Well, why don't we go things. through those? One of the things that I, I, I learned, and this is where, you know, this is one thing that, that I've learned in, in all businesses, like whatever paperwork you have, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter. Right? It's best to have the paperwork. But if the person that you're working with doesn't have the assets, if it doesn't have anything you can repossess or anything else that has something of vested interest in it, it can disappear. I have so many friends and we're all talking about it. It's really hard to talk about because, you know, I got conned. Yep, yep. It was theft, right? That's what we're talking about. We're talking about somebody who has to go to prison for it. Right? It, it really is. It and, really and, is. And, and to highlight, you were, a, you know, you were a successful up and coming businessman was making good decisions and generally and felt good about that. And then all of a sudden this type of thing happens. It and, can shake your confidence too. And Andrew, I know we, we just talking about one story of, of this one here, but it's like, but I realized the same pattern was the same. I kind of had that because we were successful. I think what happens is that you very quickly think that because you're successful and somehow it seems easy, right? Mm. 
from your own perspective because you know you're working hard but yeah. i think that that it blinds you because you're successful i was doing very good things i was being very profitable i was constantly making this back so it's like well if i can do it you know your self doubt or your self confidence says if i can do it anyone can do it yep yep you realize later that that's not true mm -hmm. and you realize that you know 90% of something of companies disappear which is one of the reasons why i'm doing franchising now mm. which which hopes to alleviate that that's one of my biggest passions is to help others to become become millionaires on, on that way in a safe way right you know i'm not talking about being billionaires but in a safe way so i'm trying to really make it make it a safe way to move upwards but so the, so the idea of paperwork doesn't matter trust is what matters and the other one is beware of overconfidence because if you exactly. build confidence too much and you carry that into another area that you may not actually it's not deserved in that area because you just haven't had the experience but the overconfidence kind of carries and then there is the the trust right and and this is where you know i like that gary vaynerchuk talks a lot about trust at the moment as well and i'm i'm a, i'm a big you know it's like i'm generation x and this stuff here and we were we're going up to trust people first before you you distrust stuff i think that the world's completely changed now anyway but that's a different story what happened on the on, on the trust side of things is like you also have expectations of others to deliver something for you, or you believe that they have the same integrity, right? That's that's like, I like to go into businesses. What I wasn't prepared for, and I think that was my mental note to myself, is that any investment that you go in for, be prepared to lose it all. I had not prepared for the loss. Mm. And I think that, that I've seen that in the others where I've been prepared for the loss, and it never touched me. Right, it's like okay, I'm investing in this. I'm doing. I'm spending, you know, fifty thousand trying to build this service, or I'm spending a hundred thousand on this. And I was like, okay, if it goes down, that's my that's my stop loss. I hadn't right. put a stop loss on this. I hadn't put. It was safe. It was like okay, well, the money's in the bank, right? It's either in Amazon or in the bank. It wasn't, right? But I didn't mm. know that. Yep. So that was one thing about the mental side of things, the physical side of things, and the security side of things was like, I think that anything you have to do where it's about logging and accounts. You know, the number one thing is check and verify and sit on it, right? Now, I've run tens of thousands of domains and websites over the last years, so forth and so forth. I've got a very good grasp of how not to lose a website, how not to get hacked, how not to get something stolen from me, how not to get, get this stuff here. And I think that because I haven't had these losses before, and this is why I'm like, I'm, I'm really pleased to talk about it in some ways, because mm. it's the losses that makes us stronger, right? Now, I hadn't had these losses because I just, you know, by some reason, my father's always been about insurance, keep this integrity and, 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 and make sure your accounts don't get locked. You know, I never had mm. a, an email account. I never had a Facebook account. I never had a LinkedIn. I never had any of these things hacked because, it, you know, it was just, I grew up with this, right? Yep. So from, from day one, it's not, not same password and everything else. So the, the whole thing for me not to suddenly have access to an account, I was like, I have access to every single one of the domains that's run on this one here. I have the access. I have the dual authentication and everything else. Yep. And the same for the banks and everything else. And in this case here, I just didn't do it because I was so mm. used to it. Yeah? Yep. I didn't do it. I didn't set up the dual account stuff where if you want to transfer from one account to the other, you press this stuff. Amazon doesn't have it, right? And mm. I think it's a big, big fault in the problem. But I was used to that, like with a Google account, you log in, you know, your AdWords account is run by the agency. They can't suddenly transfer the money out of the account. So I think I got complacent. Yep. Yep. You know, in, in my in my sense of security, I, I mean, you know, this is, you know, you said it so right in the beginning, Andrew. It's like, you know, 
you've got to take risks. You've got to do these things. You've got to, you've got to learn. I mean, I, I have no plan of making a hundred percent success record on everything you do. I mean, if you have that plan then good luck in life, yeah. you know, it's like, you know, it doesn't happen. There's nobody who's going to get a hundred percent strike record and say like this stuff here on the country. It's about consistently avoiding half of the losses that you'd have otherwise. You know, and that's <laughs> the same. When you look at Mark Bain, when you look at, at principles, Ray Dalio's book, great book, it's about, you will have losses. Right, it's about protecting those losses. Yeah. But the mentality I'd set up in this, Andrew, was what what hurt so much because this was a friend. This was someone that you know that I had dinner with, you had a birthday party with, you had you know other things with. You were hanging out, you know. It was we've been friends for for, for for this time here, and that was what hurt. Yeah. But I hadn't set up for that. It's a possibility of losing it. it just just wasn't in my mind. So that's wow. why I think that that it hurt more than than other things. I mean, financially, yeah. I recovered. Yeah. Uh, did a lot of other things and and, and recovered. You know, it's like I I. I have a good thing is is in some ways these losses always make me stronger. Yep. Right. It's like it's like you know, it's like a chip off your shoulder. Now you're gonna show show someone else. So <laughs> I'm like, well, okay. You know, it's like you, you go out and I remember that back in my old days when I was in sales. Like like I would back in my old days, like in my twenties, right? Because I made a good sale, we made the money. I sometimes would go out and blow the money that I made in my commission on a couple of champagnes in the club. Because that made me go like, okay, I can spend that as fast as I made it in that way to, to get, get back into that, right? So mm -hmm. it's like, I wouldn't say that I'm a good investor in any ways, but I, I said like, I, I think you've, you've really got to balance that. Yep, yep. Yeah. Let me summarize some of the things that I take away from your story. The first thing is that there's a difference between being a business operator and an investor. And I've seen a lot of cases of people who are very confident and very successful as business operators, but then they take their money and they invest it in something and, and it doesn't go the same way. And so it's a, real, it's a real red flag or warning sign that particularly for CEOs and entrepreneurs and people who have been successful is that be careful because that is where overconfidence can spill over into an area where you just may not have have things you know set i think the other thing is the idea of preparing for loss you know having you know looking at everything and i challenge the listener now today right now think about the investments you have think about the investments you're considering making and ask the question how can we lose not don't say we're not going to lose there's no way to lose how can we lose in this situation and once you start to list that out and you know set it up as a separate event set it up as a separate meeting where all you talk about is ways that you could lose from this event or from this investment and it's one way to separate it from the excitement of winning because you know we need the excitement and confidence of winning but that's a second thing that it reminds me of is what you mentioned and then um the third thing is you know giving access a lot of times in the world of finance and the world of investing one of the biggest mistakes that people make is that they give their advisor access to their account. Now in business, it's a little bit more complicated because you know people have you have to trust um, that a manager is going to have access and do the right thing. But just remember that the act of giving access is a extremely high risk, you know, act, and therefore you need to make sure that trust is in place. But it's not even trust because even even good people can be seduced by cash sitting in front of them. And so you need to put the securities in place, which you, you know, explain that you already have. And then the last thing is friends, you know, friends, 
friends are the worst, as someone once said to me. But, you know, business is business. Friends are friends. It sometimes can cross over, but it really requires a high level of maturity. I have a business in Thailand called Coffee Works. It's a factory and it's a coffee roasting factory. And we've had it for 25 years. And my best friend, Dale, runs it. We're co-owners in it and co-founders of it. And uh, we've never really had a problem between the two of us in 25 years. That's very rare. So those are some of the things I take away. Anything you'd add? I think it's the best summary I've heard, Andrew. And it's, it's like it's like hearing it back again. I look at I look at uh, you know because when we started talking, it's like it's not my only failure, right? <laughs> you know, it's like we could we could all list a, a list of them, but I see the pattern again. I mean, I, I see the pattern in, in, in what I'm doing, and I think your your view on this stuff here is like look at, and I think the COVID also did that to a lot of people. It's like we looked at every single thing we had out there that wasn't generating return. Right. But also, even if it is generating return, you might have a lot of cash piled up in it. What if that disappeared? Because I think the lure of this stuff here, what what we what we sometimes build up, you know, when we're going up to the boom, that confidence that everything goes up. Right. We also know that, oh, the index is going to go up. The DAX is going to go up forever. Right. That's what we were taught. Right. It's like, you know, it'll have some drops, but it's going to go, you know, Tony Robbins will tell you money master game. It'll go up forever. It's like, yeah, but it's going to have some drops. Right. And it's like. Looking at those, I think, is very important because, you, you know, as, as wealth builds, it's like you don't sit on the cash, right? Nobody wants to have it in the bank, so it's in different places. So I think that idea of looking at where is your cash actually and yeah. where is it actually sitting and who's got control over it, I think that's one of the things that I learned very, very quickly. It's like, you know, because we all know that you can't have it liquid. I'm not going to be able to sell that property. And then I, in this situation, you know, like I've, I've had a lot of good friends who's gone down, like really gone down because sure. of COVID. At restaurant stuff and this stuff here. I actually know your coffee, coffee, but <laughs> that's a funny thing. But the restaurant stuff has been suffering so much, and I know people who've done twenty years and they built chains. They've got twenty-five restaurants instead, right? Yeah. Very quickly, you'd find, even though you find success, then when it's not liquid, you don't have that. Even though you're worth money, even your net worth is high, you don't have that liquid. And if one or two of them starts to failing. How exposed are you for that domino effect to happen? Yep. That's a very important thing. And I think you, your, your assessment there, Andrew, is spot on. Mm-hmm. Like, you get where you, what if, what if four of them failed? It's like unthinkable situation. What if four of those eight things failed? Because the other ones might need a boost later, might need a boost this stuff. Yep, yep. So my next question, I'm going to preface it a little bit by, you know, your story is interesting because I think a lot of listeners out there want to do something like, let's say, you know, fulfillment by Amazon, as an example. And they want to do these type of side businesses or full-time businesses. They're going to they're going to come across these things and they're going to try them and they probably should try them and they may be successful and they're going to fail in some cases. But let's just think about that one man or woman out there right now today who's just about to do what you just did, you know, in your story. And I want to ask you this, setting it up that way, I'm going to ask you this question based upon what you learned from this story and what you continue to learn, what one action would you recommend that person take to avoid suffering the same fate? Well, I mean, I think, I think the number one thing, and I think it's the same, is like you, you've got to realize that your Amazon, for example, I'm just talking about Amazon because I've got a ton of other advice, but I'm just, just one thing talking about Amazon is you've got to manage your account. You've got to be the one having it. As I said, it's a, if it's a side hustle, you know, you're an operator, I could run it myself, right? If it's a side huddle, the moment that you give that over, you're practically having a bank account, and no matter what. And, and you said it as well. It's like, it's not necessarily the person 
that you trust or your friend, it could be someone next to that person who will say this stuff. Anything can happen out there. Anything can happen out there. It's not necessarily the person. It's not necessarily the employee. It's the cousin of an employee or it's the friend of an employee who says like, oh, she's sitting on the password of that. Let's take it. That's a great point. At any moment. I think about, you know, we use in my businesses, we use a service called LastPass and it allows us to check the integrity ultimately of the passwords. And I was talking to a friend of mine and he's like, I'm not worried about being hacked because I'm really good at making passwords. And I'm saying, it's not you. It's the 17th employee in your business that's using a password called ABCD1234. And that's where the hack's going to happen. So I think it's a great reminder for all of us that it's not, it's not only the person that you're it's not trusting. You. It's the people all around. And that's why you need the infrastructure you know, necessary to have the checks and balances. So if some money is moving, it can't move until there's a second confirmation or something like that. That's a really good thing. And, and I think this is where my dad comes in and ha- actually having programmed ATM machines in, back in the 70s and 80s when they were launching them, right? And he, he taught me this. It's like, you know, and it's such a, such a simple thing, but it's like, if I can give you one thing on it, a chain is only as strong as its weakest link, right? So if you were thinking about your company being protected by a chain, only one of them, there's no chain. It's open, right? <laughs> it's, it's very clear, and, and, and you can look at that. So you were interlinked with your employees, your employees, with the staff, with the advisors, with everybody else. So, so that, like, like having that in mind physically, it allows you to understand what, we, what we're up against here in, in, in IT infrastructure, and, and, and I think it's a very good analogy. Rune, I think that I'm going yeah. to get myself a chain and put it up behind me here with all of my other trinkets to remind myself that we're only as strong as our weakest link. Now, last question. What's your number one goal for the next 12 months? Well, my number one goal is we are going heavily on the, on the, on the franchise side of things and fantastic. What my, my ultimate goal in the next decade is to create a thousand millionaires, right? Which is a very big, very big thousand million, million pound franchises within the next decade. So the next 12 months is like, we've got the packages right. We've got everything else right in fantastic services. We've got the websites up. We've got the systems up. We've got the online training up. So my, my biggest goal for, for 2021 is to attract the right people for candidates for that progress of it. Mm. And it doesn't, doesn't matter. See, I come from an origin background of, you know, a, a father who's a, a blue collar, white collar background of, of, of everything else. My mother was a flower decorator. My dad was a programmer and, and so forth. So I have that strong as it doesn't matter whether you have an MBA or whether you, whether you have X, Y, Z, a PhD, or whether you just come up. We're doing this with plumbers. We're doing this with gardeners. We're doing this with cleaners. Fantastic. And we're doing that using technology. So it's, it's a very exciting. The next 12 months is going to be the most exciting we've had. We've, we're ready. We're rolling it on one by one. You know, we're seeing every two weeks now it's going. So, yeah, it's Fantastic. very exciting. Yeah, it was. And, and for the listeners out there, just go to the uh, show notes and you'll be able to get the link and get to it. But you can also just type in Fantastic Services and you'll be able to get there. And... Is there any other way that people can follow what you're doing? What's the best way for them to either get in touch with you or listen to more of what you talk about? Well, my LinkedIn is, is, is quite up to date. And I publish the, whenever we're doing the podcast and the stuff, yeah, I publish a lot. So I'm using LinkedIn more and more now. I think yeah. um, LinkedIn's kind of having its comeback. So I'm using okay. LinkedIn a lot. Fantastic. So reach out and get room Please on LinkedIn. Yeah. All right, listeners, there you have it. Another story of loss to keep you winning.
Remember to go to myworstinvestmentever.com to claim your discount on the course that excites you the most. As we conclude, Rune, I want to thank you again for coming on the show. And on behalf of ASTOTS Academy, I hereby award you alumni status for turning your worst investment ever into your best teaching moment. Do you have any parting words for the audience? No, thank you so much, Andrew. I mean, I, I, I enjoy our talks. It was really good. It also summarized it for myself because we got to remind ourselves of some of our losses and some of our failures in order to get stronger. It's a great point. And uh, I would say one of the things that a lot of my guests say is that they didn't think that they would gain so much by going back through that story. But really, once you go back through it, it kind of forces you to think. And so I appreciate the fact that you brought that to the audience and they are going to enjoy it. So that's a wrap on another great story to help us create, grow, and most importantly, protect our wealth. Fellow risk takers, this is your worst podcast host, Andrew Stotts, saying, I'll see you on the upside.